Hello, and welcome to another episode of Anime Countdown. That's the one we're doing this week. Uh, I'm your host, LB, and joining me as always is CT. Hey there, folks. So we're doing another musical episode uh, this time around. We're not going to be talking about our favorite composers, though. This time, what we're going to be talking about is our favorite opening theme song artists. And we had a couple of caveats in mind uh, for this one. Uh, the first caveat that we had was that the artist we chose had to have done at least three anime themes and specifically openings. We're not counting endings quite yet. Uh, and then the second one is that we couldn't name off composers that were our favorites, which means in my case, I can't just fill my list up with five bands that Yuki Kajura has been in or composed for. And that means that uh, Yoko Kano is similarly off of the uh, contention. So with that in mind, I had quite a bit of trouble coming up with my list and was shuffling around the order all the way up until recording time. Uh, from what I understand, you had quite a bit of trouble as well. I had trouble in a few ways. I'm, I'm sitting on the edge of Maybe I should just pull this off and replace it with this other one right right now. And I'm like, ah, fine. I'll I'll remain locked down, and we'll uh, we'll toss out a uh, a few uh, honorable mentions. But uh, mine is probably going to be filled with the frustrating, the fallen comrades who could not make the three op. Uh, uh, entry point, which basically means some of my favorite openings and usually some of my favorite openings and endings are done by certain artists, especially a lot of classic ones for me, but they did not, you know, they, they did like two openings and two endings and it, it makes me scream in frustration. I'm like, that, that's four songs I love, but it, <laughs> they won't, they won't count for either <laughs> if we get to the end. <laughs> I'm like, oh God. So I will I will mention a few in hopes that people look them up generally. Uh I was not quite as conflicted over ones that are sort of flash in the pans. They did one opening that I really love. These were ones that did a bunch that I like, but not enough. And so it it makes me makes me sad that I can only wave forlornly at them as I ride on by. So let's go ahead. Let's jump right into our honorable mentions. I'll let you go first because it sounds like you have a few that you want to mention and talk about. I have four myself, but let's go ahead. Let's start with yours. Uh, a number of them, weirdly, I detected sort of an M pattern to a lot of the uh, vocalists back in the day that uh, I loved openings from and and you know, remain on sort of my chronological list of favorites by year uh, over time coming from different sources. So, uh, for instance, uh, Nakahara Meiko did uh, the Russian roulette opening from the 
Dirty Pair TV series and uh, Actress in the Mirror from Kimigure Orange Road. Uh, and those were paired with endings that I love also from both of those things. But uh, yeah, she, near as I can tell, I, I, I don't suppose I did 100% research on everyone, but uh, they did not seem to have a third. And of course, only having two makes you pretty low anyway. Uh, there's Miho Morikawa, whose voice I adore. I think she has my favorite singing voice of a uh, female vocalist, at least. Uh, you would know her for singing Blue Water, the uh, opening for Nadia and the Secret of Blue Water. Uh, she also did By Yourself, which is the Dirty Pair OAV opening. I randomly love a lot of Dirty Pair openings and endings. Uh, she sang one of my favorite, uh, and well, two of my favorite endings. The Nadia ending is also one of my favorites. But uh, she sang a Ranma one called Positive, which is just great. And that's like it. So again. <laughs> uh, there's an interesting singer called uh, Misa Kaneko. Uh, I am not you know, a thorough fan of the, uh, 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 what is it, the anime Macross 2. Most people don't remember it fondly, if they remember it at all, but the opening is great. Uh, she sang an opening for a City Hunter movie. She sang a whole lot more endings, but openings gave her not enough to qualify. Uh, <laughs> so there are a few others, like uh, Hiroko Kasahara, who's the voice actress of Fu from Ray Earth. Uh, she sang enough to qualify, but she's not going to be one of those that I would include on my list. Uh, her favorite uh, is Condition Green, the Pat Labor TV series opening. Uh, and since I'm in a Ray Earth mood, I definitely have to end my honorable mentions with, uh, well, maybe not end it. Uh, uh, what is it, with uh, Naomi Tamura, who sang the openings for Ray Earth. So it, it makes her kind of iconic in the anime opening for a particular era. She also happens to be the first singer that I saw in concert uh, at Otakon, I forget which, 2007-2008, and it was... Uh, it was great in general, but she has all of, like, three openings. Uh, <laughs> she has one of the most impressive voices. Uh, certain songs that she sings and the heights to which she goes to uh, uh, is, is fairly phenomenal, and I would almost leave her on the list just for that. But then when I was going through researching others, there's another uh, vocalist who... I think, triumphs in that regard as well and has a lot more uh, to love. And uh, I'll throw a last honorable mention to a band that I'm almost surprised. It seems like they could qualify if I'm pushing it, but not really because they would qualify with songs that I never really heard during the day. But uh, the band Two Mix during the era where I was, you know, really getting into stuff, they had a particular sound. It was largely driven by Gundam Wing, which has some of the most iconic openings, again, of that era. 
and of course, they showed up on lots of uh, J-pop albums of the time because they're a large selling audience and uh, uh, artist in general. Uh, but they would not, they would not make my mix. But uh, I'm leaving leaving my honorable mentions off with them because I'm kind of surprised that they didn't, do, by how strongly I remember them, I'm surprised that they didn't do a lot more uh, in anime in general and at that time in particular. So it, it's apparently all, all Gundam Wing's fault. <laughs> so for my honorable mentions, like I mentioned, I have four of them. Uh, only one of them is on the list because they didn't do enough theme songs to qualify. The other three did do enough to qualify, but I just felt more strongly towards other artists that are made it to my main list. Uh, the first one would be one of the very first Japanese hip-hop bands to have any notable success, and that would be Rip Slime, who did the opening to Gantz. Mm. That is still one of my favorite openings of all time. I really enjoyed it at the time. It's still on my iPod and gets regular rotation. Uh, it's just a really fun, upbeat song. Uh, like I said, Rip Slime went on to have a pretty lengthy career. I'm pretty sure they're still going, actually, over in Japan. So th And they have some great weird, wacky hip-hop stuff that's really fun to listen to. Uh, in terms of the other three, I have to mention Nana Mizuki, who did the opening theme songs to Dog Days, both seasons of White Album, various other things. Uh, she had some really great songs. The band Angela, who did Ostara Crying and Heroic Age. And then another band who is no longer with us, but Trust Trick, who did two of my favorite theme songs for Shonen Made and My Love Story. Yeah, so those are my honorable mentions. All of them, like I said, are really great, strong bands or artists who have a pretty solid history behind them uh, and are worth checking out. So, alright, let's go ahead, let's get into our main lists. Uh, who are you going to be front-loading your list with starting off? Uh, I guess I shall start with... Uh, they're kind of an avant-garde prog rock group. I was trying to guess whether or not we might overlap uh, for one in particular... They did a whole lot of uh, interesting OPs. I like their sound quality. Maybe not the singing quality quite as much as other artists. Uh, normally, kind of the, uh, the vocalist primary tonal quality is what will attract me to a group uh, uh, or an individual. This particular uh, one, however, did... Uh, uh, like every Rosen Maiden theme, uh, Phantom, Requiem for the Phantom, Line Barrels of Iron. Uh, they do a lot of interesting and kind of unpredictable 
uh, sorts of them. The, uh, the group is uh, Ollie Project. Uh, probably uh, one, one that's best known certainly for me, but they did the opening for Katana Gatari uh, for another, which I know you've watched. Uh, but uh, the, the one that uh, is the emblematic one for me is the Noir OP. So uh, the, uh, the, a little bit of them could go a long way. I think with a lot of folks, I'm, I would not listen to an album of them necessarily, but I enjoy having their particular uh, OP style uh, in the, uh, what is it, in rotation. They can still be, you know, somewhat ballad-like normal. They can sometimes be kind of an upbeat funky, like uh, Peony Pink, the uh, opening for Clamp School Detectives. Uh, so they have a, a wide enough range, but I, I usually appreciate just the uh, the directions that the opening goes overall. So that is where I shall start. Ollie Project, I used to be really into them. I agree that their noir theme song is still a classic that is really worth listening to. After a while, though, a lot of their music just started to sound really samey to me. Uh, can certainly see that, and that that's why, like I said, they're, they're probably not going to be uh, you know, one that I can listen to a whole lot of. Uh, there's another, there's a similar artist, uh, Yuki, who has a very distinct singing quality and kind of distinct, uh, uh, kind of, a, as you were saying, samey sort of opening. So as much as I enjoy them a lot, and some of them are uh, some of my favorite OPs, I couldn't get through an album with it. it. It sort of... I think with a lot of these, I would just want to keep them all in rotation. <laughs> but that that may be simply uh, my musical listening preference. So, alright. Uh, so, for my opening choice, I am going to go with one of my favorite bands of modern era. Uh, they've been around for quite a few years now, but they didn't really start to gain traction until probably about the early part of this past decade, and that would be Fripside. Okay. So Fripside, if you're not aware, are very much an electronic band with a vocalist who can hit vocaloid level notes. <laughs> okay. uh, my wife actually asked me once when a Fripside song came on my iPod while we were in the car, she asked me, are we listening to vocaloid music right now? And I had to assure her that no, a person was actually producing those notes. Uh, so Fripside, uh, you probably best know them from their association with a scientific railgun. Um, that's where they're most famous, but they've also done the OPs for Black Bullet, 
Uh, they've done a few others. Uh, their most interesting one that sounds so unlike anything else that they've done is probably belonging to Boarding School Juliet. Okay, I remember that one being good. Yeah, that one was a good one, but it's very different from what they usually do. So that one is kind of an outlier. So I wouldn't use that one as like a guide to what their music is really like. I would go I would go listen to the certain scientific railgun OPs. If you want really good frip side to listen to, that's probably your best bets. Sounds good. Uh, this the next one for me then is uh, driven almost entirely for me by two openings in particular, but they have other good ones. They are a top artist, uh, more kind of a uh, punk and uh, alternative rock sort of group. Uh, uh, and <laughs> In a way, I was trying to think of a way to get more of a male vocalist. There were too many things that I'm like, oh, every single one of the people I put in here is female vocalist-led. Let, let me throw a bone uh, <laughs> in, in another direction. Um, so I uh, uh, picked uh, Lark and Ciel, which... Uh, I know a lot of people, their tops for it is probably the Full Metal Alchemist uh, opening Ready, Steady, Go. Uh, they have a good one from Gundam 00. They have the Moribito opening. Uh, but for me, it is driven to very large highs by the uh, GTO, the Great Teacher Onizuka opening Driver's High. And uh, from the well-known OVA series, DNA Squared, uh, a little opening called Blurry Eyes. Uh, so I enjoy their overall, you know, sound quality. And like I said, I wanted to uh, throw a little bit of bone uh, to it. I, I could name a few of the uh, acts that I was edging out with it, but uh, they should have ended up in honorable mention. So I... I won't bring them up anyway, but uh, this is a very focused one. Uh, but uh, I know that, you know, some of the ones that they're delivering through this are, are just some of people's favorite openings of of all time. And uh, whether or not they know Blurry Eyes, it's, uh, it's a great damn time. I thought about putting a male artist on my list, but honestly, I just prefer female vocals, so my entire list are female artists. I, I'm i not uh, entirely shocked, especially if we start getting into the, the cast or voice actress territory, uh, which will tie in with my next one as well, but uh, not, not fully, but somewhat. <laughs> Uh, but, yeah, the, in this case, it, they may not be, uh, uh, a fully a top favorite, but there is only, there is a limit to how much research and time I could spend <laughs> coming up with this, so because of the ultimate huge strength for me of Driver's High and Blurry Eyes, I'm, uh, I'm letting them edge out. Cool. 
So, alright, uh, for my next two choices, I'm not going to list them both out, I'm going to wait my turn, of course, but I'm jumping back in history a little bit. Uh, my second choice is one of the very first female Japanese uh, song artists that I absolutely adored. I remember her work from the series Please Teacher and the following mm. Please Twins. So I'm going to be going with Kotoko. Okay. What, uh, what, what sort of genre, or is it just a very, very standard sort of J-pop? I'm not going to lie and say that Kotoko doesn't do just standard J-pop, because, let's face it, she does. Hmm. Um, but I don't think that there's anything wrong with that. Uh, I think that she has a great voice, and she has lasted in the business for, you know, decades now. Uh, Please Teacher and Please Twins are from, you know, two decades ago, so... She has been around the block more than a few times. She has quite a few other songs as well. She's done songs for uh, Kanazuki no Miko, which was released over here as Destiny of Shrine Maiden. She did the opening theme song for Moto to La Rue. Uh, she's done quite a few really fun, upbeat, poppy songs that, again have regular rotation in my iPod. Pretty much any song that I mention on this list, you can expect that it's gotten high rotation on my iPod when I'm out driving around. Gotcha. Apparently uh, one of the Turaburu openings. So some, uh, some high quality uh, harem stuff and, and Excel World. I think yeah. I remember that one most, if I were to uh, name any of them. Uh, perhaps one of the Maria-sama ones. But uh, I'd have to refresh her. She's not on my iPod, but uh, but I'll have to check it out. Now, your year is active. You're saying going way back. But year is active, you have as uh, merely 2,000 and my next choice is going back to 93. Uh, I'll start off by saying that one of the ones, because she's just, she felt omnipresent uh, for me when I was growing up. Uh, but uh, she's been one of my favorite voice actresses in general and one of my uh, uh, delivering some of my favorite scenes and really enjoyable stuff. I was mentally pulling Megumi Hayashibara out of the mix. Uh, there is a certain tonal quality from her that's great. I, I love a bunch of her stuff from uh, Abinabashi and uh, other things. She can be uh, very goofy. Uh, but she's, you know, very much deep dive into, um, what is it, uh, Slayers uh, uh, and uh, Saber Marionette. Uh, uh, but there's another uh, singer who, as far as I know, does not do any voice actressing, 
uh, who is also very deep into some of the main things. She shares title credit with Megumi Hayashibara and a few things. And that's uh, Masami Okui. Uh, so one of the Slayer's themes she shares credit with is Get Along, which is kind of one of the more iconic ones. Uh, she jammed with Jam Project for the Scrap Princess opening. Uh, Cyberteam and Akihabara. Uh, lately, uh, one of my favorites that she was involved with was uh, the Shirabako uh, opening, too. But, uh, you know, she's done a number of iconic ones uh, for me from, like, Magic Users Club and even Sorcerers Hunters. But, uh, but for me, her piece de resistance is the opening to a little show uh, called... Revolutionary Fraulein, no, not Fraulein, <laughs> Revolutionary Girl, Utina. Uh, she did uh, the opening. I forget if she did the ending. I think the ending may have gone to someone else, but uh, that is one of those songs that I would just occasionally play on repeat because I kind of had to. <laughs> so uh, it, uh, it was definitely interesting uh, uh, seeing her showing up paired with a lot of people, uh, I do love her general singing quality uh, when she uh, sings things in uh, Garrow and even Digicarrot. It's, uh, it's always good stuff. Uh, she has a, di a decent range with uh, even just the opening music. There are a couple that are more ballady. Uh, but it's driven into my psyche mostly by by Utena and uh, her Slayer's work. If I had to choose my favorite uh, Megumi Hayashibara song, it would actually be Oversoul from Shaman King. Hmm. I don't remember anything about Shaman King, so I know occasionally I'll browse through all of what Hayashibara has done in openings. Uh, I'm afraid it's kind of hard for anything to beat the uh, Rakugo opening one for me these days. That it's not iconic Hayashibara, but eh, it's so goddamn good. So, <laughs> so alright. Uh, so for my pick, I am once again jumping into the Wayback Machine and giving credit to someone who's saying one of the best opening theme songs ever in the history of anime uh and that would be kiseki no umi from record of lotus war and the singer is maya sakamoto okay we're gonna have a long chat that's who i was gonna end with so uh okay we'll we'll go here i was go i was leaving her for the end to uh say that it feels like a semi-cheat uh, because she is tied reasonably close to Yoko Kano, but it's not like she's ultimately and fully tied. But uh, but yeah, th let's let's go. Uh, <laughs> I'm not even sure if Kiseki no Umi is my favorite of hers, but uh, she she did uh, she has been still doing uh, you know stuff newly that that I found interesting, like the 
uh, Arte opening. Yeah, um, I was going to mention the art opening. Um, personally, my favorites from her are, again, Kiseki no Umi, which if you've never heard it, you need to put pause on this podcast right now and go listen to it, because like I said, it is one of the best ops ever. Now, if they were following us the whole time during our composer one, I already made that demand uh, during my uh, Yoko Kano uh, segment. So uh, hopefully everyone is already up to date on that. But if not... (laughs) So... uh, Uh, I would also go on and say that my second favorite from her is Hemisphere from the series Razaphon, which I've never actually watched, but I've heard that song dozens of times now, and I still love it to this day. Hemisphere is stupendous. Uh, there, There is a little uh, anime that we watched that you didn't finish that she sang the opening for. Yeah, I know. It's real good. <laughs> Apparently not the anime, but the opening is great. Uh, I think she did one of the more interesting card captor uh, openings. I enjoyed her uh, Last Exile opening. Uh, uh, She did the uh, Kofuku Graffiti. So uh, she can get... She, she has a very wide range in general because she can get very jazzy and interesting. Uh, she did uh, feature along with a, another band for the opening for Bem. Uh, the, uh, she did the opening for Zvezda, which uh, got mentioned quickly in our Alphabet <laughs> Favorites podcast. Uh, which, which is amusing. It's a, it's not very uh, typical for her, but uh, she gets uh, she gets all over. She gets uh, some uh, just very you know fun uh, and uh, jubilant ones like uh, downtown at the opening for uh, Sore de Momachi. Uh, so yeah, I I would certainly encourage anyone to just. Uh, pursue her to whatever extent they wish, uh, even uh, even if you're largely going to grab, you know, Kiseki no Umi and Hemisphere and uh, the Escaflone opening. That's, that's fine as well, but uh, it's great stuff. I would also point people towards one of her more poppy songs, which is Magic Number from a little series called Kobato. That's probably not something most people know. Yeah, I would point people towards that one, especially uh, because if you're not already aware, I'm assuming everyone listening to this probably is aware, but when you get a single, an anime single, they always pair it up with just some random J-pop song along with the opening theme song. Uh, And the extra song that's included with Magic Number. I don't remember the name of it off the top of my head, but it's really worth listening to. I believe it's called Private Sky, I want to say. It's just a really fun little pop love song that's really worth listening to, even if it's not an anime theme. 
cute. I'd, I'd think that would have been associated with Macross Frontier, but uh, she does have a song with that uh, triangular. So. Any, anyway, since this was a shared one, uh, does that mean you have to, because uh, you have two more, right? Yeah, I have two more. Okay, so since I only have one more now, uh, <laughs> and the one I have left is, I think, the one that I stood the best chance of sharing one with you with, so let's, let's find out if, uh, if you're gonna pick that anyway. I probably will, but I think the one that I'm thinking of, that you're thinking of, is going to mm. be my last one. So, okay. we'll see. Uh, but my next one is another pop group. You're probably sensing a theme with my choices. That's sure. fine. But uh, they have been breaking out ever since the early part of last decade uh, and that would be the pop band Clarice and I'm counting both versions of the band, both the original two members and the new and the new member who joined in the latter half of last decade right. uh, you might know them best from their theme songs with uh, Madoka Magica or Emo, Nisikoi they've done more than a few others, but those are probably my favorites from them. I just love their shared harmonies. I think that they do really good work together, and again, I'm counting both versions of the band. Um, so I think that they're just really fun to listen to. They, I actually do have their full albums and listen to their non-anime tracks quite often. Uh, but they are just one of my favorite modern bands that have come out over the last decade or so. Also, as far as I know, one of the only ones to have uh, Good Smile uh, release Nendroids of them. So, you know. Advantage that, not only do you get Nendos of all of the Madoka Magica characters, but also the singers. <laughs> yep, this is true. How many uh, openings do they have in total? Because I remembered a number of them were endings. So I guess uh, for Oremo and Nizukoi. And uh, oh, wow, that's a pattern. They got Oremo and the Eromanga Sensei. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Nizukoi. <laughs> a little bit of uh, a little bit of harem trash going on there. I guess uh, I guess they like the uh, uh, tunes. Mm. Uh, to be fair, I think that they're signed to uh, Anaplex, so it's not uncommon for them to do Anaplex-licensed titles. No, no matter what. They're slaves to the system. But yeah, I mean, they've done Arrow Manga, they've done Madoka Magica, Moyashimon Returns, Nisikoi, mm, a couple yeah. of Monogatari's. Uh, okay, so let's see whether we line up here, but, uh, who I will mention next is the one who convinced me to, to drop Naomi Tamura, because after I started re-listening to things, uh, 
her voice comes out. It, it's just kind of like a, a clarion call. And almost everything she does, it just has a particular effect that uh, that hits me real hard. Uh, I'm not sure she's fairly recent. I uh, No, actually she's not. Oh, wow. I wonder how far back her stuff is. Most of the things I know her from are, are very recent, but she uh, debuted in 2000, so... Uh, it is uh, the singer whose name is uh, Miho Karasawa, but she performs under the stage name True. Uh, the reason that I thought we might be sharing it is because of your love of Violet Evergarden music in general, and she does the opening for that, which is a real, real good opening. It is a uh, real good opening, but no, we do not share this one. Okay. Uh, so she has a, a number of other ones. Like I said, all of them are good. Probably a lot of them are are unheard. Uh, I mean, how many people watched uh, From Luck and Logic? Uh, but her song Butterfly Effector from that was good. I dropped the show Ico Incarnation pretty quick, but the opening from that is good. Uh... Buddy Complex, uh, Undefeated Bahamut Chronicle. She's done a lot of things, but really it's about uh, the Violet Evergarden opening. And then the two that really hit huge with me is uh, Soundscape, which is the Hibiki Euphonium Season 2 opening, and Dream Solister, which is the Season 1 opening. And goddamn, do I love those openings oh. A whole lot. Dream Solister more, and I admit uh, obviously with anything where you enjoy the openings, however much you love the show, is going to dig it in deeper. And in this case with uh, Violet Evergarden and Hibike Euphonium, the, the visuals on it, they're not the most imaginative and interesting visuals, but we're just talking musical quality. Uh, here in general, but goddamn, they're they're just brilliant in general, especially uh, UFO opening one, uh, and it sits so well with the uh, with the band playing in general, and it's kind of a uh, a different sort of uh, song underpinning. Because, of, of course, it's trying to sound... Pulling in more colors of a concert band rather than a uh, just a general pop band. So, uh, it, it sits deep, but more specifically, I think, other than some of the ones who could not qualify, I enjoy her voice uh, more than uh, anyone else's uh, who's, you know, commonly doing anime openings at this point. So that's where I'll go. And I guess we didn't share it. So who are you going to end with? And does she have a Sword Art Online connection? Uh, I am going to end with someone that I'm actually really surprised did not end up on your list. No, she does not have a Sword Art Online connection. <laughs> okay. 
So for my final one, I am going to go with someone who falls into the category of most of the time she's a cast member, but who gets opening theme songs, uh, and that would be Yui Hori. Ah, okay. So Yui Hori has been around for years and years and years. Uh, I don't even remember what her first role was, but she was doing voice acting well before I started watching it fairly regularly around the year 2000 or so. Uh, so she was established before I got there and she is still going to this day. Uh, I think probably my favorite theme song sung by her is Love Destiny from the terrible series Sister Princess. <laughs> okay. I'm not, uh, but not familiar with that, and I think you just described why. Yeah, the series itself is terrible. We'll talk about it more when we finally get around to doing our good ops attached to bad series show. <laughs> uh, but she's done tons of other stuff uh let me bring up her list so far i mean she did the opening to school rumble which you might recall us discussing when we did the expanding horizons about that one mm -hmm. she did the opening for golden time uh she's done a little known series uh like dragon crisis since she's Hanakawa, she does uh, any of her openings from Monogatari. So, uh, Chocolate, uh, Insomnia, and Perfect Slumbers. Yeah, I mean, she's done Negima, she's done Toradora. That, I think, are the two uh, Pre Parade and Silky Heart. She also did the endings for them, as far as I know. Mm -hmm. two of them are full cast and then two of them are basically just her but yeah she did silky heart and vanilla salt by herself as far as i'm aware yeah no she she do a lot of good stuff i don't think i've heard her k opening are you familiar with uh with that one from k return of kings uh, I heard it, but I'm not, like, recalling it off the top of my head. Hmm. Interesting, I think, another couple of really good songs that she's done that many people aren't aware of. Uh, she did... Oh, wait, no, that's an ed. Never mind. Sorry. <laughs> Didn't you mention someone in connection with Dog Days in your honorable mentions? Yeah, Nana Mizuki. Right, so I see that uh, Yui did all, all of the endings for it, so uh, that's that's amusing. Of course, since she did Toradora, they brought her back uh, for Golden Time. Yeah, so Yui Hori, like I said, she's been around for more than a few years. She's really worth checking out if you've never listened to her sing. Uh, and even if you're not interested in listening to her sing, check out her voice work in the actual animes themselves. She's very talented. Uh, 
as her long career can probably attest to. Hmm. Now she is Toru Honda, but is she current one or old one? Or uh, was she attached in a different way to like a uh, audio drama? Uh, I'm not entirely sure. I would have to look that up. Looks like the original anime. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. So yeah, there are there'd be interesting categories. Now, now I'm wondering when we uh, when we do the endings one, do we add an additional uh, consideration that no one that appeared on the opening list can appear on the endings one? That is a bridge that we will have to cross when we get there. <laughs> But, uh, okay, that, that about wraps it up. Yeah, I do believe so, unless you have anything else you want to mention before we wrap things up. I'll just remind people to go in search of Maya Sakamoto, because that was our shared entry. So, obviously, you have the force of both hosts saying, God damn it, listen to Kiseki no Umi if you do nothing else before you go to sleep tonight. Sounds good to me. So, all right, let's go ahead. Let's wrap it up on that note. Thank you very much, CT, for joining me for this uh, another discussion. Thanks for having me along. It's a a fun and and a short chat for once. We didn't get yeah, didn't I get quite so that. bogged down. Fascinating. So, all right, and thanks to all of you for listening in and listening to us talk for the last 45 minutes or so. Uh, if you want to support us, please feel free to visit us on Patreon, patreon.com slash review. Also, don't forget to like, share, and subscribe, and we will talk to you all again very soon. Have a good night, everybody. Good night, everybody.